on this episode of This is Game Boy Light, we jammin'. to a, a brand new episode of This Is a Game Boy Light, one of our in-between episodes where either me or E-Bloody Candy, yes, we're calling him E-Bloody Candy again, uh, <laughs> but or Baltic, if, if you still remember him as Baltic, or if you were here from the very start of the podcast, he was still named E-Bloody Candy then, or you could also just say Tony, actually, that might make it a little bit easier, but uh, yeah, from now on out, again, E-Bloody Candy instead of Baltic. So yeah, one of those episodes where uh, either me or him just uh, talk a little bit about uh, a rather short um, topic or a short bunch of games or things like that. But yeah, of course, before I'm gonna dive into this week's topic, or, well, week, this episode's topic, uh, let me go over quickly what games I have been playing since our last recording. Um, so for those of you who follow me, you know it's uh, currently October, uh, which for me always marks Spooptober on my streams where I just play through some horror games or horror-inspired games, things like that. Uh, but I did do a bunch of Game Boy portable pleasure stuff right before that, diving into that. So um, let's look at some of these Game Boy games I have been playing. Um, first up, we got the Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters, which is a very, very uh, basic take on the Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters card game. It actually only came out in Japan and is pretty much unreadable, but the thing is you don't really need to be able to read Japanese to play this game. Um, there is a very good wiki where you can look up the card numbers and that's pretty much all you need because basically this game just works around the attack and defense stat, like there are no trap cards or stuff like that in the game. There are some magic cards to give you upgrades of course, but mostly it's just like the biggest number wins. So if you know how that works, that's plenty to actually play this game and it's really cool. There's like a if you win duels, you get random cards so you can build your own deck. There is a two-player mode so you can play against a friend, which is probably the best way to play this game. And this is a game I would have loved to have as a kid in English, um, but sadly, it only came out in Japan. But yeah, check that game out for sure. Um, again, it's very basic, very basic, but um, yeah, it's definitely worth your time. Um, afterwards, I played NBA Jam. I have never played an NBA Jam game, but I always heard that it's like a very loved series. Um, I would not play the Game Boy version. It's it's way too basic. Stuff doesn't seem to be working correctly. Um, nothing seems to really matter. There's no like very cool power-ups you can get to get through the game. Um, and it's basically just beat all the teams, which are 26 teams, I believe, or something. Uh, very boring, uh, very long, because you can't shorten the game length. Uh, because if you do that, you actually don't make any progress through the game. So that's not very fun. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very basic, standard basketball 2-on-2 game. Um, with the turbo thing, of course. But the worst part is that the turbo button is on the start button. 
and that requires you to use like some kind of claw grip to even play the game and yeah it's it's just not fun at all <clears throat> next up i played stargate um i don't know if many people know stargate it was i think first it was a movie and then it became a, a series on tv it's it's kind of like in the vein of like star trek series basically uh it's all about a gate and you put symbols in and then you go to like some kind of other dimension or other world. Um, I don't know if it was very popular or not. I just remember the movie from uh, when I was a kid. Um, so you would expect like something like, yeah, in the vein of a Star Trek game or something like that. But this is basically some kind of puzzle game a la columns. Um, you, you basically have an overhead view of a well and uh, blocks start dropping in and you have to like combine three to uh, get rid of the blocks. Um, that's basically it. it. It's pretty fun, but um, there are way better games of this kind on Game Boy and any other systems to play. But if you like those types of games, you might uh, as well check it out. There's two modes, like an endless mode and a versus computer mode. So um, there's at least stuff to do in the game. But uh, yeah, for me, it's it's I would play other games uh, that are similar to this one uh, before actually playing Stargate. Um, after that I took a look at Doraemon, Japanese only game. Um, it's basically a shmup, kinda, with, a, <laughs> with an overworld exploration mode. It's hard to describe if you're not playing it, but, but it's basically a very very standard shmup game. Um, there's not much to it, really. Um, but it is a fun game, uh, you can get through it easily, you don't need to know Japanese at all, which is always a plus. Um, would be nice if you could actually read the story, I guess, which I couldn't do. But yeah, it's easy enough to, easy enough to get through. Um, I think it's basically meant to be a kid's game, really. So yeah, it's, it's a fun time, it's a short game. Um, after that we got Dennis the Menace, um, also a pretty short game, I was actually kind of surprised and thought it would be a little bit more difficult. Um, I think it's kind of a port of the Super Nintendo one, but it definitely plays a little better. Um, I think there are like 10 stages in total. No passwords, no continues, or was there one continue? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, it took me like two attempts to get through the game. Basically, it's a, just a platform where you have to collect a certain amount of items to reach the exit. Four, actually, it's always four. Um, and then you move on to the next one. There are a few boss fights, but they are hardly worth mentioning. Um, but yeah, it, it's a pretty decent, mediocre platformer. Does nothing wrong, does nothing great. Um, but yeah, if, if you have an hour or two to spare, you can definitely check that one out. Um, after that, we got Racing Damashi. Um, you might have heard me say that name before um, during the IRAM episode where I went over all the IRAM games on Game Boy. Back then, I didn't play this one yet, but now I did. Um, it's a very standard racing game. Um, yeah, there's low gear, high gear. You have to get through quote-unquote 18 courses. It's actually six courses, but the difficulty ramps up after uh, after six. You just go back to the first one and it gets a little bit more difficult. Not too difficult, though. It's, it's still pretty easy. The biggest problem with the game is that... Um, after a while opponents try to like run you off the road when you get too close to them and that gets a little bit annoying because basically when you 
get hit twice, you have to restart. And, well, the races are like five minutes each to do all the laps. So it, it does get annoying if you, uh, if you get knocked out every time. The good thing about the game is you do not have to finish first. You can come in third, um, and that's totally fine. Um, it has some kind of upgrading mechanic to it which you can definitely use to your advantage. Probably just go for red tires. That's the most important thing in the game. Because if you have to do a pit stop, you just basically lose. You, you cannot do that. So always upgrade your tires. Yeah, if you like uh, very basic racing games, this one is definitely one to go for. It's basically F1 race with a bike, but not as good as F1 race because F1 race is actually a really decent uh, decent title uh, when it comes to racing on Game Boy. So um, yeah, I would say check this one out if you want to. Um, it's my least favorite Irem game so far, for sure, but that's more because of the genre than anything else. Um, everything at least works in this game, so <laughs> that's all you really need. Really. So, um, after that I did Lethal Weapon. Um, people probably know that this is a not good game, at least not the NES version of the game. I've never seen the Super Nintendo version. Uh, but yeah, this is basically the same as the NES version. Um, it's very rough to get through because you just have two continues i believe um you only have one life for each continue you do play as both characters so you basically also have two hell bars the problem is like pff, when you get hit you take so much damage it's <laughs> it's really ridiculous the um, health refills are very scarce um if you can even find them sometimes um and the battling is just not good for a beat-em-up it's it's really wonky like it feels like the enemy always has the advantage over you because they can throw bombs or grenades actually that just they throw three after another and when you're close to them they all hit you in the face so that's not fun uh, luckily i did find some kind of mechanic that i did not know at the start which is if your character is um, not on the playing field so if you're playing as Riggs, um and Murtaugh is, is out, they do get their health back very, very slowly. So that's the technique I started abusing, basically, to get through the game. Like, get too much damage, put the other guy in, um, see that he's dying, just stand still. <laughs> like, there's no timer or anything that keeps you pushing forward. So just stand still, heal yourself, and then uh, go back in. Um... I had fun with the game, but it's it's not a good beat-em-up at all. Like, there are plenty others that you can play that are a hundred times better than this game. But, hey, it's very basic, it's, it's very standard, and it's not too hard when you use that technique of healing yourself. Um, and then the last game I played before heading into Spooptober was Batman Forever. And I hear you guys say, oh no, Batman Forever, that's that weird... Mortal Kombat's uh, Batman game. That is terrible. Uh, well, you're you're right. It is that Mortal Kombat engine thingy. It's it's very weird the first time you play it for sure. And I will agree, the Super Nintendo version of this game is absolutely horrible. Um, but weirdly enough, the Game Boy version is not that bad. Um, I actually had a lot of fun playing it. it. Took me a while to get used to the controls. Uh, 
and some of the inputs you have to do that are in the manual are completely wrong. So your best bet is to just look at the game facts. There's the actual move list that does work. But I think it took me three, three or four tries or something to understand what I had to do in the game. And then it was actually pretty easy to, to just play through it. So um, yeah, if you want to play Batman forever, I would say just check out the Game Boy version because that's... That's actually a pretty decent one. Of course, if you want a good Batman game, play the other three on Game Boy. Those are way better than this, but still, I think this is a this is a pretty okay game. And now that I've played all Batman games, maybe in the future we'll uh, do one of those longer two-part episodes where you go where we go through uh, through all the Batman games or something. That might be fun to do for sure. But yeah, that's it for Game Boy. Of course, I've uh, played some other stuff. And one of those games actually is uh, Ys 8, Lacrimosa of Dana. Um, yeah, everybody knows the E series as the one gaming series that has a stupid name that nobody can pronounce. And they even make it worse with, uh, with their subtitles. Uh, this was the Switch version that I played, which is known as the ultimate version. It has all the DLC from all the other versions that came out before it. Um, and it was a very fun action RPG for sure. And it was also pretty long. I think it took me like 60 hours to actually get through uh, the entire game, which basically is completing the game. Like there's not that much side stuff to do. So um, if you beat the game, you are basically done unless you really did not do any of the quote-unquote side quests, but they're all worth it. They're all like very short and they give you a bunch of good upgrades that you can use, so why wouldn't you? But yeah, this is a fun game. Um, I have only played like four out of the nine Ease games so far, I think. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend this. Maybe get the PlayStation 4 version. Maybe that runs a little bit smoother than the Switch one, but the Switch one is fine. It's, uh, it works, so that's, that's all that really matters. Um, I also have played a little bit of the new Crash Bandicoot, uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. Um, it's what I expected from a Crash Bandicoot game. It's actually uh, really good, and I would definitely recommend people to play it if you like the original trilogy, or even Red of Cortex. Like, I... I don't have that much a problem with Rat of Cortex and a lot of other people. Um, it's definitely not as good as the first three, but um, but yeah, this is a really good game. Uh, works amazingly. Uh, sometimes my PS4 wants to take off uh, because the fan is going so hard while playing this game. It's really weird. Um, but yeah, it's everything you would expect from a great Crash Bandicoot game. So um, yeah, definitely go play it if you want to. I've I can't say more about it because I haven't played it that much yet, but um, I'm I'm sure I'll love it till the end. Um, I also played Always Legacy finally, which came out on Switch a few days back before recording this. Um, yeah, I was waiting for the Switch version for a long time. Like, I was one of the uh, backers for the game, um, but I didn't want it on Steam. I wanted it on Switch, and I actually waited till this came out before checking anything about this game. 
Um, and it was worth the wait. Like, it's a very good sequel to Alice Awakening. I would recommend that everybody go get it and maybe go find my name in the credits. I'm in both games in the credits. So, uh, yeah, go try and find me in there if you know my actual name. Um, so, after that, what else did I play? Oh, yeah, then, then I actually did play, like, the spoopy games. Um, on stream, I just completed Haunting Ground, which is a Capcom PS2 game, basically Clock Tower 4, but it's more of a spin-off, because they didn't want to name it Clock Tower 4 for whatever reason. Um, did not like the game at the start, was not a fan of the stalking mechanic, but in the end, the game really grew on me, and I think it's a really fantastic game. Um, Still, besides the stalking part, I still don't like that. But uh, beyond that, it's actually a really cool game. Um, if you want a copy, though, you're going to have to pay some Primo Baccaronos uh, for it because it's a very expensive game, apparently. I don't know why. I got it for like 10 bucks, so I must have gotten lucky or something. But um, yeah, if you like some good spoop, uh, play some Hunting Grant on PS2. Yeah. Um, not on stream like on my own time i finally am playing alan wake um it took me a while to do it because i wanted to stream it but it doesn't work with obs or it didn't work at least not two years ago um then i couldn't connect my controllers to it so i eventually got so frustrated playing it on mouse and keyboard that i got me an xbox controller which uh, works perfectly fine and i am absolutely loving that game um i'm not gonna talk more about it because i'm sure everybody knows alan wake by now uh, but i'm absolutely loving that game <clears throat> and i'm almost done with it and also very exciting excited actually to uh, dive into american nightmare i think is the other game so yeah, looking forward to that. Um, and then the final game I have been playing on stream, Jesus, Steam and stream, it's such a mess, um, is The Nightmare Before Christmas Oogie's Revenge. Also a Capcom game, PS2 and Xbox, I believe. Uh, it's basically uh, Devil May Cry, but for children. Um, and I don't mean like because uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is for children or anything. Uh, definitely not. I mean, I love that movie. I loved the Game Without Fans game. Uh, but the, I mean the battle system. It's it's very bare bones. Um, but it definitely takes everything from Devil May Cry. They might have even used the same engine for all I know. Um, but yeah, I, I still haven't played much of it. I've played like 25% of it. Um, it's set up in, in like missions, just like Devil May Cry. It's 24 of them, done 8. Um, I'm enjoying it, it's, it's just a very fun time. The atmosphere in the game is perfect uh, compared to like the movie, so um, that's all you really need to know. They got all the songs in there. Probably gonna get some, <laughs> some strikes on Twitch for that, or, or even on YouTube when I upload the gameplay. Um, but it's a fun game. Um, just don't expect very deep gameplay. That's all I can say. But yeah, that's everything I have been playing. Damn, that's actually a lot of games that I have played uh, over the past few weeks. Um, but yeah, enough of that. Um, time to take a little break. And then we will dive into this episode's topic, which is the Game Boy Jam. Number 8, but just Game Boy Jam in general, actually. See you soon.
welcome back everybody, hope you enjoyed that song from a game you probably haven't played or even heard of. Uh, it was a song from the 4-in-1 Fun Pack Volume 2. Um, I don't think we're ever gonna do an episode on that, <laughs> as far as I know. Uh, but yeah, um, so I'm talking about Game Boy Jam. Um, you people are probably wondering, what is a Game Boy Jam? Um, it is not something to put on bread. It is actually a 10-day video game development jam uh, where people can submit games around the theme of Game Boy. And this year they had the 8th edition. Um, I don't think it's a yearly thing. It was like that in the past, but I think they skipped like a few years here and there. But this was the 8th time they were doing this. And I have mentioned this before during my uh, light episode on homebrew games, I believe. Uh, but yeah, the, at the end of this jam, so after 10 days, uh, people can check out all the submissions and then people can just uh, vote for uh, the games they like the most. Um, the games can be developed using any method available, basically, like which program you use, which, which language you use, it all doesn't really matter, but they of course have to follow some rules, um, like for instance the Game Boy Resolution and the Game Boy Control Scheme. Like it can't have more buttons than there would be on actual Game Boy. Uh, but yeah, this is a really fun thing for, uh, well, could you say indie developers, uh, amateur developers, uh, for people to just dive into what it takes to make a Game Boy game. Not with the restrictions of, of course, um, the memory size of a Game Boy cartridge, although some people do uh, that, for sure. Uh, because um, recently, and I have mentioned this in my Daddy's episode, there has been this thing called Game Boy Studio. Um, so yeah, I talked about it then, uh, because Daddy's was actually made with Game Boy Studio, but it, this thing makes it a lot easier for newcomers to participate, but that thing also produces an actual ROM that you can use uh, to play it on an EverDrive or to play it on emulator. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a really cool thing that people can use to actually jump into these Game Boy Jams themselves without having to know any programming or having to have access to some kind of uh, other development platforms. Um, this is a, an all-in-one package that you can just use to make a Game Boy game that you can submit. So definitely take a look at that if you're interested in that. If you want to like just dive into making Game Boy games yourself, just take a look at that thing. Uh, for me, it was too hard to use, but that is because I'm absolutely not somebody who knows how to develop anything <laughs> basically um maybe it's a it's gotten a little easier maybe i should check it out again uh, but since the last time i checked it out there have been a lot of improvements to the actual game boy studio and there are also a lot a lot of manual uh, manuals uh, tutorials i mean available um, on youtube that can help you out a lot if you want to create your own game boy game um <clears throat> so definitely go check that out um, and maybe even participate in the next Game Boy Jam yourself. Um, I think I'll keep a close eye on it if uh, a new one gets announced. So we can maybe say it in the podcast and, and people can uh, jump right into it. Um, 
Anyways, about Game Boy Jam number 8, this year there were 264 submissions, which is a lot. Um, I do not have the time to sit through all of these, um, even though they are short games that can, like, either they're endless games, uh, something like puzzle games, something like Tetris games that can go on forever, or they're just short 10 to 15 minute games. Of course, I don't have time to sit through all 264 submissions, but I did check out a few of them um, that picked my interest by recommend people recommending them to me or by me just looking at the screenshots and thinking, oh, this actually might be a cool game. So I picked a few games. I'm going to talk a little bit about them, but um, definitely, definitely go check out the submissions yourself. They're all free to play. Uh, most of them run in the browser. Um, so you can can definitely easily check them out. Um, some of them work with a controller, like a few that I played work with an Xbox controller, so uh, that is perfectly fine. Sadly, none, not many of them have an actual ROM version available, so playing them on uh, an EverDrive or an emulator is not possible. But yeah, if you can just play it in your browser, that's uh, that's more than enough. Um, I did see a few that you have to download first and then uh, use an XA on your uh, on your computer to run them. Um, but yeah, all of them are available for free and so you can check them out yourself. Anyways, let's dive into some of the games that I actually did play. So first up, we got Crypto Casino, uh, created by Case Portman, and this is actually the winner of this year's Game Boy Jam. Um, Crypto Casino is a pretty fun action platformer game where you roll a dice that determines how far you move on the playing board, and which decides what random level you will go to next. Um, it offers a lot of variety, uh, during these quote-unquote mini-stages, ranging from just collecting coins to battling enemies, surviving a platform challenge, and so on. There were even a few where you just uh, find a treasure. You don't have to do anything if you're lucky enough. You just land on a, on a treasure thing or on a coin thing. There's also a shop where you can use your coins to buy, um, I think, health upgrades. Well, not health upgrades, like health refills. Um, or like some kind of new dice that you can use on the playing board. Um, for example, one that only rolls a three, so you know you can only move three spaces ahead and things like that. So... It's a very intriguing game, it's a very fun concept, because it's it's basically a gauntlet of mini-stages, um, and there are a lot of them, like, if you go in, for example, if you go into five battle uh, zones after each other, you will have five different ones uh, most of the time. Um, of course, it is a small game, so don't expect there to be, like, 200 different ones, but um, I think I only ran across two repeats during my playthrough of the entire game. And yes, this game does have an ending. Um, it actually ends with a boss fight at the end, which is really cool. And um, the randomness of it makes it very replayable, of course, because you can always get something new every time you play. Um, there are also some upgrades that you can find. Um, one of them is a jumping upgrade, one of them is a health upgrade, but these are also completely random. So each playthrough, you might get something else. So it's a very, very cool game, very cool concept. And it actually 
has some very tight controls. Um, it plays really, really well. You would expect some slowdown here and there. Well, not really because it's not a real Game Boy game, of course, but it just feels good to play this game, actually. And it's I think it's a deserved winner. I, of course, have not checked out all the submissions, but I think this is definitely a deserved winner of this jam. <clears throat> Uh, next up, I played Game Boy Noid uh, by Dr. M64. Um, this is actually a game based on Cyber Noid, a game that came out originally on the ZX Spectrum, but got ported to many other consoles. Uh, I guess most people definitely know the NES uh, game. Um, you are stuck in a spaceship trying to find upgrades and a way to the core and escape from said spaceship. Uh, it's basically a small maze where you go through trying to find items to open up new paths to progress. On your way through the maze you can actually find some crystals spread around the stages. These are just collectibles, they are not uh, necessary to advance the game, but they are a fun thing to collect because you do get ranked at the end uh, on how many of those you have found. And some are like semi-hidden throughout the stages, you have to open up some new paths here and there uh, to actually access them. So it's always fun to uh, look for those for sure. Um, seeing this quote-unquote port um, makes me wonder why there actually never was a real port on Game Boy off um, Cybernoid because this concept works really well. Um, it's always like small rooms where you have to go through and it's a map-based system kind of like Metroid where, where you have a map where you can go through and you actually have a map which is always useful. In this case it doesn't really matter because it's such a short game but I see... I can see how this game would actually have worked on, on Game Boy and it's kind of weird that we didn't get this uh, looking at how many systems Cybernoid actually came out on and it also got a sequel. So um, yeah, that's, it, it, it's weird. It would have worked for sure. Uh, what I can say is though that the character you play as or the mech you play as, uh, it reminds me a lot of the battle suit you use in uh, Star, Saver, Star Saver, Rubble Saver Max, however you want to call that game. So I do wonder if there is any connection between the Cybernoid series and that series. Um, I couldn't find anything, but they do look quite similar. So I do wonder um, if that might be the case. Anyways, it's like a very fun 20 minute game, depending on how many times you die. Like I died 20 times, I believe. Um, and this web version actually supports the Xbox controller. So uh, it was a joy to play it with an actual controller. So yeah. <clears throat> Third one I checked out was called Sludge and Sorcery by Polydox. Um, it is an RPG where the battle mechanics revolve around rolling a dice and that was already giving me uh, PTSD thinking back on Castle Quest uh, because it is uh, a little bit random but but not that really. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's an RPG with a twist um, and I actually do not want to spoil too much about the game uh, but it is a hilarious game for sure and so far I haven't 
finished the game yet. So I don't know how long it is. Um, it's kind of dependent on how lucky you get during some of the battles for sure. Um, but um, there is a ROM available for it. So I'm going to get it and actually play it on uh, on my TV sometime. I, I think it's going to be like a half an hour game or something like that for sure. Uh, but it's really interesting. It's really funny. And it has some amazing sprite work. Like not only during gameplay, but also like uh, the cutscenes. Like they put a lot of great work into that for... A 10 day period really um it also has some very fitting music which it really sounds like an rpg um but i think um this is definitely worth looking into and it would be cool if this could become like a full game at some point i don't know if polydux has any uh, intention of doing that but um, yeah this is a, <laughs> this is just a really cool concept and um, I would like to play like a long version of this unless this is a long game but I, I doubt it I think it's just um, basically chapter one or something like that <clears throat> next up we got uh, Shootress by Freeball1 um, you might have heard this name before, and that's because I already covered another one of his games uh, in an earlier light. Um, I think the homebrew light that was, um, and that game was called Diamaze, um, and I uh, beta tested that game actually for him. Uh, but yeah, this time Freeball combines uh, just plain old Tetris with a small shooting game uh, where your goal actually is to destroy all the blocks on screen instead of making them build something and then disappear. Um, so blocks will start falling from the top of the screen and try to fill the screen. And it's your job to uh, make sure you either shoot those before they actually connect to anything else um, with your trusty, well, I would say missile launcher basically which can shoot in all directions yes even diagonal um, and the ones that already have settled in on the stage you can only destroy by using the dynamite so um, it's basically an endless game I think um, I didn't get very far that's why I'm saying I think because I really really suck at this game uh, but if you clear the field you get bonus points and you move on to the next stage but I'll only manage to make it through stage three before dying um mostly because i had to play on mouse and keyboard and i'm not very good at that i'm not sure if he made a rom out of this i should actually ask uh if he did but uh yeah definitely check this out and definitely also check out diamaze if you missed uh me talking about that one because uh, diamaze is like a full-fledged game an hour and a half game, um, not like a short thing like this, but uh, Freeball makes some very, very cool homebrew things. So uh, definitely give him a, well, follow on Itch.io, I guess, because uh, that's the best way to keep up with, with his work. Um, then there was a little game called Rekenza by Fasus. Fasus? Fa I don't know if it's French, it's Fasu. 
but I don't know <laughs> if it's supposed to be French. Uh, but that one uh, kind of picked my interest because of the screenshots. Um, it's actually a cute little platforming game where you wreck stuff with your hammer, and that immediately made me think of uh, Hammering Harry. Um, it's not as deep as Hammering Harry, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just like a little short game. Um, but... Um, for some reason, I couldn't quite get down how the spring mechanic in this game works. Like, there's some bumpers, like in Sonic, that you have to hammer and then you can launch yourself. But I couldn't really get the hang of it, so I didn't get past stage 3, sadly. Um, but I just fell in love with the simplicity of this game and the cute sprite uh, work in it. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a very basic game, um, but maybe... If enough people like this game, they will improve a little bit upon it. Because uh, it has some issues. Like, the hitboxes aren't that great either. Um, but it's, it's just a fun little thing. I, I think you should check it out. It, it's, like, on page 5 of the submissions or something. But, I don't know. This game was, like, fun. <laughs> Even though I didn't get very far. And I would like to see more of it, actually. Um could be like a Hammering Harry Jr. or something like that. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a fun little thing. I, I would definitely say give it a shot. Maybe you understand uh, the spring mechanic better than me and can, can get further into the game. Um, and last, uh, but definitely not least, uh, is a little game called Wet Jet Racing. Uh, this was made by a team of people. Um, Austin East, Lumpy N, 0100. One one one. I think I missed the one there, but yeah, it's yeah, it's probably a binary code or something that I don't understand. Um, but yeah, if you, <laughs> do you like wave race? Do you like motocross maniacs? Then this is basically the perfect game for you. Um, it's a side-scrolling quote-unquote racing game. It, it's not racing. You're just trying to do all the laps and. Uh, before time runs out, it's not against an opponent or anything. Uh, but you collect, like, jet fuel to get a boost, so you can keep on going fast, uh, while also making sure that your timer doesn't run out by collecting uh, hourglasses. Um, you have to jump over waves, jump over obstacles, use ramps to get higher up on the stage, make sure you don't run into things, because then you would lose your jet fuel. Um, it's a very simple concept, and again, that's why I said Motocross Maniacs, because it's basically the same idea as that. Um, and this one, uh, for being such a short short-timed game, that's not the way to say it, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it offers a training mode to teaches you the mechanics, and then it has four levels of increasing difficulty. And when I say increasing difficulty, it gets pretty hard pretty fast. Um, again, I only made it to stage three. What is it with me only getting to stage three in these games? Uh, but that one was quite tough. Then you really have to know what you're doing, when to break, when to not break. Um, but yeah, this is just a very, very fun game. It, it just works so perfectly well. I think the graphics are absolutely stunning. Um, and the music is... It just completely fits with the theme of the game. So, um, yeah, I would say... Um, give that one a go for sure. Hopefully you like it as much as I did. Um, but this is another one of those games that I would just love to actually have a, 
a complete game off, like with, I don't know, like 10 tracks or something like that, and maybe um, a versus mode or things like that. But yeah, this one really got me. I thought I wouldn't like it at all, but then I absolutely did after a few tries. Um, and I think you should uh, try it out yourself for sure. Anyways, those are like my six picks. Six, right? Yeah, absolutely. Six picks that I, uh, yeah, quote unquote glanced over. I played most of, well, I played them. Yeah. <laughs> I played a lot of these, at least. Um, I did check out some other games that didn't really um, stuck with me, but I played like 30 or 40 games out of uh, the 264 submissions. Uh, but these are the ones that uh, stuck out the most for me. Um, if you are gonna dive into uh, the deep jam here, uh, trying to check them all out, and you come across something uh, that you really like and you would like me to play, just let me know. Um, there might be a lot of games that I missed that are really cool to uh, to play. Um, would love to dive back into them some more. Maybe even do a follow-up on this slide. I don't know. It's always a possibility. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of few games for you people to check out and to play, to fall in love with. And if you still don't have enough uh, with all these games check out the earlier editions like there are seven other editions and you can still play all of those games and uh, maybe if you are interested in just the Game Boy Studio thing in general a lot of people are making Game Boy games with that right now um, that have not entered the jam but they're just uh, doing the project on their own just google um, like Game Boy Studio games and you might find something that uh, that really interest you, uh, give those indie or amateur developers a follow on their Twitter or their itch.io and uh, yeah, support their games because it's really cool that a lot of people are now um, getting into this um, a lot more than before because usually it was just like NES or Super Nintendo or hacks for those types of games but now it's actually um, getting a little bit better for Game Boy, and that's always nice to see. I hope to see a lot of great uh, amateur Game Boy games in the future. And with that, that is basically all I can say. Um, I'm gonna take another break here real quick, and when I get back, I will do the usual outro. See you soon. Hello again, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that other break song this time around. And that one was from Battle Dodgeball. I think I mentioned that before. It is an okay game. Um, anyways, usually this is the time where I answer some listener questions, but we didn't have any this time around, so I can just skip that part altogether. That is useful because my throat is absolutely killing me right now. I have no idea why. It's probably the weather. But yeah, like always, um, you can find me, of course, on 
twitch.tv slash moole, which is M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. I'm also under that name on YouTube and on... Uh, what is the other thing I use? Don't remember even. <laughs> that's how good I am at this thing. Um, on Twitter, that's it. Twitter, of course. Um, I also have, like we mentioned before, an Instagram, but I don't do anything on it. So you can follow me if you want to, but uh, don't expect anything good to be on there. Uh, you can find find eBloody Candy. Yes, mentioning this again, it's eBloody Candy. Um, you can find him on. Uh, Twitch.tv slash eBloodyCandy, um, on Twitter slash eBloodyCandy, and I thought he had eBloodyCandy on YouTube, but maybe not, so um, I don't know what exactly that URL is, but I thought he had it. Maybe not anymore. We will see. Maybe in the future he will get it back. Of course, our lovely producer Sprinting Legs can be found on twitch.tv slash Sprinting Legs, on twitter.com slash Sprinting Legs, on YouTube, just Legs, as far as I remember, and on her own website, www.sprintinglegs.com. Um, that's where all of our projects are combined, so you can find some more Game Boy and other consoles related stuff over there. Of course, all of this information you can find on our website, which is gbrunners.com slash T-I-G-B. Um, there's links to all of our stuff, um, so that is easier for you to find it. Definitely also uh, use that to go to our YouTube channel, where we upload videos uh, that go with these episodes. Um, make sure to subscribe there. Um, Need 100 subscribers to get that sweet custom URL so we can just uh, use that in the future. Um, do you want to support us? You can do that in a bunch of ways. First of all, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, wait, does, is that how it's called? Yeah, yeah I think so. Google Podcasts, whatever, like anything you're listening this to. Um, just give us a thumbs up or a star or any rating or things like that. Um, every time you do that, we grow higher in rankings when it comes to podcasts. So that's one of the best ways to actually spread the word outside of just telling your friends and family that we exist and tell them to listen to us. That is also very appreciated. Um, do you want to support us uh, with some money? We have a Patreon where you can become a patron uh, for as low as $1 a month. Um, you get some benefits from that. You get access to our uh, episode notes. You get access to some Discord channels that you otherwise can't see, um, which contain like blooper reels and things like that, that uh, like sometimes make. Um, you also get to vote in the future for uh, listener episodes, uh, for episodes where actually the listeners can choose what game we are gonna tackle next. Um, and more stuff to come in the future for sure. We're still trying to get that $20 a month. Uh, then we can not only do more live podcasts, but that would also help in the long run just for paying for the SoundCloud and our uh, domain and hosting, of course. That's basically where it's going for in the first place. And of course, to pay Lex because, yeah. She is still basically doing this for free. Um, you can also, of course, just 
give us a one-time donation through our PayPal. Like on the website, there's a link to PayPal. If you do that, we do want to give you the same benefits as the Patreons. Um, Patrons. Man, wow. I really can't stop messing up today can i um but yeah <laughs> if you want this like some benefits as well just let us know who you are um when you're doing a donation if you are in our discord by then we can just uh make that work uh manually because there's no link between paypal and discord sadly but yeah that's uh, about everything that i can talk about this time around so next episode uh it will be the halloween special 2 again not gonna spoil which game we are gonna talk about uh it's kind of the, the running thing here because it's not going to be called Halloween Special 2. That's just what we are calling it right now. Uh, but yeah, expect to hear from us in two weeks after this episode with some very, very spoopy stuff. Goodbye. You can also do that. We have a Patreon. 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 We have a Patreon. Right, let's try this again.